The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good morning and welcome in on this Monday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I am Chris Yao, joined as always by Mo Patton. This morning we are blessed with the presence of Clayton Harris who filling in for J.P. Plant and man who wears many hats all the hats all the hats except no hats station manager board op um host, host. of yeah yeah <laughs> three dudes with a view jack of all trades and master of at least all one. trades at least yeah, one yeah clayton harris we'll let him decide which one it is <laughs> We'll just go with board operator right now. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> do you really want to claim to be master master of board ops this morning? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. Either. Do not want to do that either. I tell you what, he he definitely ups the wardrobe game on yeah. this show <laughs> as well with the the sports coat and and the dress shirt and and all that. I uh, I almost wore that today mo i'm glad i didn't uh, it would have been okay today yeah not like we're going anywhere oh man mo how are you how was your weekend <laughs> sorry I had to ask no it's, it's a whole thing i'm recovering i bet actually. you are i'm recovering no this I'm... guy he comes out and the referees four five five, five ball five. games with me on saturday i saw that I saw that on, on, on Facebook. He said he had joined the dark side. The, he did. There are many who would have watched me during my summer league baseball coaching days and never would have thought. Ever. Ever would have thought that I'd be officiating anything. And I probably wouldn't have either. But, you know, it's a kinder, gentler mo. Didn't even throw anybody. I didn't even tech anybody. Somebody did. But it wasn't me. See what happened was. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was fun. Yeah, the guy, guy <laughs> a, a coach addressed a kid and basically it, he he threatened the kid <laughs> on the other team. <laughs> on the other team. On the other team. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. He was like, uh, he said, well, it, <laughs> first off, it's eighteen U, so we got seventeen, eighteen year old kids, and you know how seventeen year old kids can be. So he looks. Apparently, he stared down the coach, and the coach said, "Look at me like that again, and you'll find out what, what happened. What, you'll find out what's up, what's going to happen, or whatever." Yeah, basically, yeah, you're going to find out what's up. <laughs> wow, bro, it was wild. <laughs> it sounds like it. When I, when I saw that y'all were officiating, I thought you may, you know, maybe younger kids. But. Well, we okay. Yes. So, so Chris was there. I did five games. I came in midday. Chris is. I got there at eight fifteen. And left at six thirty. There you go. Oh man, a ten hour day. But um, and my legs are killing. Got me you still. some good cardio in. Twenty two thousand three hundred steps. 
That'll do it. <laughs> See, since I don't have an Apple Watch, I don't know how many steps I took. Uh, it's probably just as well. It was a lot. Um, but yeah, so I started with 12 year old boys in open league and then we went up to, um, to 18. We, the last four games were 18. The three games were 18. You, uh, had a couple of Franklin teams, a couple of Hillsborough teams. Um, and the last game was Bethesda and college, college Grove. And, and that's kind of like Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah. yeah they, mm. I will say this. At, at oh, with about ten seconds to go, the college one of the College Grove kids was like, "They've been killing us all game. Like y'all been killing them too." I said, "We let y'all be physical. You know, we're going to let you be physical today." Because had we had we tried to call it, there would have been it would have been a parade to the foul line. Yeah, and it just wouldn't have been fun. Well, the NFL officials did the same thing essentially yesterday. Yeah, until the last drive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the last play when yeah. when it when it benefited. TV twelve, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, some uh, somebody was telling me there, you know, well, you know, that play at the end of the half, it was just one play, and I'm like, it was just one bad call. I'm like, okay, but it led to an inter- it was an interception that led to a touchdown. That was the difference in the game. That was. So you tell me, just uh, one call, though. just one call can anyway, yeah. So again it's a it's a beautiful Monday as the sun comes out it rained on me all the way down here and now I look outside and the sun is shining here on West seventh in Columbia. I can see you can outside see outside today yeah Isn't that because something? we're we are back we're back in our original studio that's right studio a. studio a studio a and I can look over my left shoulder instead of having to turn all the way around right to see out the front to see the front porch. A front porch. A radio. front porch radio. Yeah, man, we have got a really good show today because we have so much to talk about. This this weekend was wild, and it's not just—I mean, not just Vol coaching search, which we will talk about because Danny Watt is a legend and he's my hero. Um, oh yeah, it, dude is playing Blake Shelton's old red. Old Red's headed south and he's headed north. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's got planes in Charlotte and that dude's in freaking Denver. I swear. It's so incredible. you think he's playing with Vol- at Vol Plane Trackers? Oh, he is definitely playing the Vol Plane Trackers. I'm just telling you, it's it's a thing of beauty. Uh, as he said in the Ovens article, he said, well, if you had a list of people, why'd you hire me? Just call them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong (laughs) why'd you hire me if you already had a list boom all right then you got a phone call folks (laughs) ball nation's just been going nuts this week ball twitter is ridiculous i'm gonna tell you what as long as we're talking balls uh we need to talk um lady balls oh yeah we'll get there trust me we're gonna get there all right cool because uh well, let's just say there was some smack talked and not backed up on over the weekend. Right. So there's that. Oh, but yeah, huge show. Obviously, we have Chip Walters coming on. Unfortunately, the MTSU men fell to Western Kentucky, but that's no the women didn't though. That's right. The, uh, the but falling to Western Kentucky's men isn't. You can do two things from that. You can either. Uh, Take it and go eight and zero in the SEC, 
as Nate Oates has with Alabama. Or, you know, you can go the other way. So we'll see what MTSU men decide to do. Um, and then, of course, we t- there were some NFL games yesterday, just, you know, in case y'all weren't aware. And uh, I'm curious to know which of the two coaching blunders uh, from yesterday decisions – from yesterday or Vrabel's punting from the 40, which one you think is the bigger one? So uh, I'll, I'll let you discuss that uh, later in the show because I, I don't know. And I, I'm curious to get your take on that. So we've got all that. Of course, over the weekend we had a couple of uh, big stories dropped. I may or may not have written a scathing opinion you column. basically blew up sm-tnsports.com over the weekend. Hey, whatever it takes, I'm just here. It's lucky for us that we have Clayton this morning. Of all the mornings we could have Clayton running our board, today is the day. Because Friday we broke the news that Columbia Lion legend Tredarius Golf is headed to Mount Pleasant as an assistant football coach. On Saturday, I May or may not have spoken my mind about the TWSAA making some illogical decisions. And then Sunday. That never happens. Sunday, I published a story about um, the Kalioka Warriors homecoming game that happened on Friday and the uniforms that they wore. And that did not say Warriors. That did not say Warriors. And so we'll get Clayton's take on that as well because, well. If anybody can tell us, can give us a take, it's a guy from Kalioka. There we go. So there's that. <laughs> what are you? Are you Kaliokians? Kaleo- what 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 are Kaliokians residents? Yeah, I think Kaliokians is probably the the, the the term that you would use. Uh, yes, the, the story I shared it on the community page, and needless to say, uh, just blew up. Yeah, no, it it, it blew, <laughs> blew up. up. Yeah, um, and I, I would love to see the community page because the only place I posted it was on a Facebook group called "You May Be You May Have Been Raised in Kalioka If You if, Remember Blank Blank Dot Dot Dot." Yeah, this is a different one. So that one blew up too. I mean, it had like ten shares from that page. So everybody's, you know, it, it was a huge story. So we'll talk about that and and get some folks' uh, takes on that. If you want to join the show at any point today, you may do so. Uh, 931-381-1017. We'd love to hear from you. Um, So let's get ready to give you the scores from Friday and Saturday and, of course, tonight's schedule on The Rundown. The Rundown. In Friday girls basketball action, it was Coffee County 59, Columbia Central 28, Lincoln County 46, Shelbyville 39, Tullahoma defeated Franklin County 71-38. In District 11 AAA, Brentwood defeated Dixon County 75-41. It was Ravenwood 60, Franklin 44, Page all over Independence 73-19, and Spring Hill 52, Summit 47. And in double-A action, it was Fairview 55, Camden 43, Nolensville 50, Forest 37, Marshall County a 46-44 winner over Murfreesboro Central. Moving down to Class 1A, Perry County's girls 55, Frank Hughes 19, Loretto a 70-28 winner over Wayne County, Summertown 48, Collinwood 18. 
Hampshire was a 50-37 winner over Kalioka, and Santa Fe's first win of the year as they defeat Mount Pleasant 60-46. In District 8A play, Moore County 52, Cornersville 33. It was Eagleville 45, Fayetteville 28. Huntland defeated Cascade 74-49 in Division 2A, District 3. It was Webb Bellbuckle 66, Columbia Academy 35, and Zion Christian stepped out of district play for a 52-15 win over Franklin Classical. And in a boys' action on Friday, it was um, Columbia Central 60, Coffee County 43, uh, Shelby, Shovel, Lincoln County, Franklin County, Tullahoma, both postponing that one for boys. Page 58, Independence 50, Brentwood 76, Dixon County 39, Summit 63, Spring Hill 35. In Class AA action, Fairview defeated Camden 78-75. It was Marshall County 49, Murfreesboro Central 34. In District 8A, Moore County defeated Cornersville 54-42. Um, Community 75, Giles County 58, uh, that's double-A action. Um, returning to District 8A, it was Eagleville 48, Fayetteville 37, Cascade 92, Huntland 36. And Loretto was a 68-34 winner over Wayne County. Summertown 74, Collinwood 54. Kalioka got the homecoming win, 77-43 over Hampshire. Perry County was a 40-30 winner over Frank Hughes. Webb Bellbuckle. Bested Columbia Academy 60 to 46, Providence Christian 55, Zion Christian 20. In Saturday girls basketball action, most of these non-district games. Franklin County defeats Grundy County 61 56. I'm sorry, 61 56. Franklin County over Grundy County. Coffee County goes out to West Tennessee and defeats Lake County 69 20. Franklin 51, Mount Juliet 24, and in District 11 AAA. Summit defeats Brentwood. <laughs> Brentwood finished with 37 points. It was about a 20-point win for the Lady Spartans. We've seen four different scores from Summit's side. Somewhere between 56 and 59 points Summit scored. How many? We don't know. <laughs> it's been reported four different ways. On boys' action, Lawrence County 45, Forest 33, Brentwood 69, Summit 58, Franklin, a 70-30 winner over Mount Juliet. Tonight's schedule has McEwen at Eagleville, Columbia's Girls at Tullahoma, Warren County travels to Franklin in 11 AAA, Page Girls go to Summit, and Franklin Classicals Girls will be at Columbia Academy. And in doubleheader action, the Webb School travels to Old Hickory to take on Christ Presbyterian. BGA will go to Providence Christian and Zion Christian hosts Franklin Road Academy. That is your Monday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. And we are headed out on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back after this. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back in on this Monday edition. As we approach the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour, we're here with you until 11 each and every Monday through Friday. We appreciate you guys listening in as we bring you the best in high school sports coverage from across the Southern Middle Tennessee area on Friday. I got a chance to go out to Kalioka and... (laughs) Let me explain to you how this, what, what what happened. Okay, so I we left here about four thirty, Mo, on Friday. I didn't have anywhere else to go, so I went to Kalioka. I was just gonna chill in the car, whatever. And there are forty cars in the parking lot <laughs> at five o'clock, and I'm like, "What in the world is going on?" So I texted Clayton and I said, "Clayton." What in the world is going on? What's happening? I'm I'm seeing cheerleaders in full uniform walking into the gym. And as you know, cheerleaders and dance teams aren't allowed to be at high school basketball games right now. Which is another story. And if you read my column, you'd know that. <laughs> and you'd know my feelings on it. But apparently it was homecoming. So uh, they let folks in an hour before. And they did a homecoming ceremony, and then they cleared the gym, and then made people come back in. Cheerleaders were not allowed to come back in, despite having full, complete sections of the gym empty. You know, you can put cheerleaders in a whole section and space them out, you know, skip a row and space them out, and whatever you want to do. Plenty of room, but that's neither here nor there. It is what it is. Yeah, well... But it was homecoming. You you struck an error. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there. It was homecoming. It was nice. And on homecoming, the boys came out in some uniforms that I've seen them wear once earlier this year. They wore them at the home opener against Perry County. And when when they walked out and when they were warming up, I was like, okay, something's not right. I, 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 something ain't right. What's going on? So they're warming up in these white t-shirts, long sleeve with the Duke blue devil on them. And I thought, well, this is weird, but okay. So I started asking questions and finally got an answer that apparently Kalioka's, uh, nickname used to be the blue devils. Well, they've got blue devils across their chest. And I thought, well, this is, this is a good story. I need to find, I need to find out what happened. Well, I couldn't get anybody on record to tell me exactly what happened, but I can tell you what some of the rumors are 
and what an unidentified female voice yelled at me on Friday night. That's all I can tell you. Um, <laughs> apparently, in 1994, they changed their nickname from the from the Blue Devils to Warriors. Now, Warriors makes a lot of sense in Kalioka. Kalioka is a a Native American term for sweet water and. They, you know, the the cantaloupes there. If you if you go to Puckett, you can see the Kalioka cantaloupe sign. And it's really cool, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. I didn't know that was a thing, but it is. I never realized that was a thing until I read your article. To be honest, really, yeah. The only reason I knew is because of that sign. So there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm not a big cantaloupe person, so I would not have known that. So put some cantaloupe in your biscuit and gravy. That's country. <laughs> that's exactly what I said too before I tried it. Anyway. Um. <laughs> so here's here's what happened. They come out in their Blue Devil uniforms. I get the story. Apparently, in '94, there were some complaints from some parents, and an unidentified voice on Friday yelled <laughs> by the Yankees. The Yankees being folks who moved here to be part of the Saturn headquarters opening, and anyway, they changed it to Warriors. Now, the boys. This is not the first team that's worn throwback uniforms. The middle school basketball and baseball teams have worn have worn uniforms that say Blue Devils across the chest, which is pretty cool. Um, but Clayton, from our conversations, this has been an ongoing conversation about potentially changing back to the Blue Devils. Is is there any way that that happens? I think there's a I think there's a chance for it to happen. I think it's going to ultimately come down uh, to the administration. But we were in a booster club meeting uh, Tuesday night last week, and this subject came up uh, just because it, if you noticed our gym floor, it has not been redone since I was in eighth grade. Now, if your uncle Ken actually drew the Warrior logo. Is that correct? That is correct. That is his logo that you see the on the multi-talented floor. Ken Harris. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He did. Uh, you know, he altered some things from the Florida State logo sure. to make it its own logo. So yes, uh, he, he was the one. But you know, I think if it had been up to him, uh, they probably would have never changed it. Right. But uh, at the time, that's what they had to do. But there's no better time than now, because you're you're getting ready to redo the gym floor. You've got an opportunity to just to do it all at once. There are a few things financially that would have to change. You, you, the chairs are pretty brand, are, are fairly new in the gym. Yeah. Um. The 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 baseline wall padding, only one of them would have to be changed. That's not really expensive. Right. But. So you're really just talking about chairs. Like, that's the biggest expense you would have to change. Other and than, you could probably just get covers if you if the chairs really were wanted to yeah. get a shake. If it was that, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that. But, but in your article, the money that has been made off of fundraising from those jerseys in the past to what the fundraising could be if we did change the mascot to the blue devils right could easily buy brand new chairs oh yeah no doubt i mean, I mean you guys made be, yeah 10 grand ish yeah on the last time they sold blue devil merch and uh, what was what did the the base the one baseball uniform you guys auctioned off that that number got up pretty high uh my understanding it was it, it, <laughs> it was rather high yes uh <laughs> so there you go i mean that that just tells you that the older generation 
wants to be the Blue Devils. Now, in my article, Landon Andrews, who poured in 17 first quarter points and 29 for the game on homecoming. Including a pretty sweet alley-oop. That alley-oop from Ranger Graham was just a thing of beauty. Um, He said he wouldn't mind going back. Yeah, he, he's all for it. I think all the kids there, all the student body there is for it. I talked to about 20, 25 people. I had one person say they wanted to stay Warriors. One. Really? Don't identify it, that person publicly. I don't, no, no, no. I don't know who that was. I don't. I mean, I, I, I just asked. You know, I was just asking people who were obviously Kalioka people. And uh, he just said, you know, I was, I was a Warrior. I was always a Warrior, so I'd want to be Warriors. Well... Having been through a name change at my high school alma mater, I, I'm I'm surprised really that there aren't more people expressing that viewpoint. You know, I I was a warrior and I wanted to always be what I was. Now the thing is, I graduated nearly forty years ago, and so I I really don't feel like I have a great deal of say in the matter. But my well, there's a My, difference um, well, between Franklin and Kalioka, though. Well, and there's also a difference between Rebels and Warriors. So, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that – I think we all would agree at some point they're going to make us change that name. Right. So yeah. why not now? Right. Uh, why just not like be proactive Braves. about it? Just like we talked about the Braves. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we talked about it Saturday. Um, Clayton, you were saying – administration when you say administration do you mean school level administration central office administration who's going to be the final say on that what you think well you know according to what happened back in the 90s that was a school administration decision yeah they just said hey we're changing it all right cool and 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 i and (laughs) i honestly think it it will come down to whatever miss penny love decides to do um uh, Chris Pointer may be involved since he's the countywide AD uh, in that decision, but I would assume that it would fall on uh, Miss Love. So that would be a decision. There's got to there, there's got to be a bigger like. I mean, you can't even name a field now without having to go through through the board. So at there, the same time, though, I can't necessarily imagine the board caring. The board, well, not necessarily caring. I can't necessarily imagine the board. Stopping no, yeah, yeah. Especially and if you go on Facebook and you look at the reaction to your article, especially in the community page, they want to change. Is there a petition? No, no official change dot org. Start one. You, you, you could. I should have put yeah, it in the yeah. story. You, you, you really could. Uh, somebody could do that, and you would get tons of signatures. There's no doubt about it. I think that would be a that that would be a place to start. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. I mean, I, I would. That's where I would start. And if that, you know, if you get to, you know, eight hundred, five hundred signatures, heck, you know, you're, you're going to get a bunch. I, I, I guarantee you, though, if you had a vote within the student body, say middle school and up, you're you're looking at ninety five plus percent blue devil. Interesting. As the choice, I, that surprises me a little. But anyway. Um, Read the story, sm-tnsports.com, if you want to know a little bit more about uh, the Kalioka name change and the uniforms that they wear. Uh, the uniforms are pretty sick, as they, Landon Andrews they, said. They are beautiful. They are fantastic. Uh, really, really not Nike uniforms on top of that. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah. And, and just like I was talking about, even with, the, even with changing uniforms, you only have to change one. 
That's it. Because half the your road uniforms all say Kalioka. Right. So your home uniforms only have to change. You already got boys' uniforms. You just need girls. And again, the fundraising that's going to happen, the money that's going to come in, more than pay for that stuff. Completely agree. I think uh, it's kind of like a rebranding. Yep. If, if, if there was going to be any, and that was what the topic was about the other night in the Booster Club meeting was financially, if we don't make the money we made last year, how do we make up for it? And what better way than to this. sell apparel with Blue Devils on it and rebrand to the Blue Devils? Yep, absolutely. In the girls' game, Courtney Rowland had 20 points and Carly 11. Courtney was 9 for 9 from the line, 8 for 8 in the fourth quarter, and that's where the Hampshire Lady Hawks pulled away. Uh, not they outscored Kalioka nineteen to ten in that fourth quarter because they just didn't miss their free throws and it is what it is. That's uh, that's tough when you're when you're trying to come back and the other team's not missing their free throws. That that won't work for you. Yeah, so. when you're fouling people, sending them to the line, and they're not cooperating by missing, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a uphill battle. It is. It is. Um, real quick, you went out to Manchester. I, I went to Manchester. Saw a couple of impressive starts to two games um columbia central's boys um scored 18 straight to open finished up by going 13 of 16 from the line and um defeated coffee county 60 to 43 um coffee county's girls scored 12 straight to open and defeated um the Lady Lions, 59-28. So, a couple of... Big big game from Bella Vincent. She's she's almost unstoppable. The the Lipscomb sign. Well, what makes her so unstoppable, though, really, is Chloe Gannon down in the paint because they they really, between the two of them, they really have you at a at a mismatch with with Vincent being able to go out to the perimeter and and you know they can work the high low game with those two or or she can step away she finished with 32 points hit a three she's headed to Lipscomb and she shows you why every night out she's clearly the best player in this district I would love to see them play Spring Hill because Prairie Stedman has a very similar game she can work in and out and then of course Cole Alderson down low you know Alderson would negate Gannon and I, I think that would be a great And between matchup. the two Se- Stedman that. sisters mm-hmm. against Vincent, it would be really cool to watch. I'd, I'd love to see that game. Make it happen. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we can't just schedule random games. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. 2021. Huh? <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yeah. Um, sorry, didn't mean to take up the whole segment with that Kalioka talk. But it was, I mean, huge story. And I think it's I think it's something that, that needs to be talked about. I really do. I feel like this will, will help um, quite a bit. And what a good way to potentially start fundraising for a football team. You know, Mo wrote that story a couple of years ago. Yes, he did. <laughs> and I still don't believe it would cost as much as what they say it would from that story. I thought that was a little, that number was a little high, in my opinion. That was really loud. Already got the field. I got a uh, – you do. And lights. <laughs> yeah. I got a, uh, I got a text from – uh, Steve Hinky, who is a independence parent, independence parent, and and uh, he said it was cool to have the SMT and crew refing Sam's rec game on Saturday. So oh, Sam Hinky, punter for uh, 
Independence. Oh, wow. All region punter. Oh. For Independence was, was part of that second game, I think. I didn't realize there were people watching. Yeah, well, there were people. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. Anyway, we're going to come back and we're going to talk um, a little bit about the Summit Brentwood game and um, <laughs> the game, the one that we, don't know the the game we don't know the score to. Um, we'll talk about Trey D heading down south and a little bit more. It's all high school sports on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. And welcome back in. 13 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour here as we continue talking high school sports in southern middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Clayton Harris on the controls. It's very hard not to say, it's like muscle memory to say J.P. Plant. But no, he's down in Mount Pleasant this morning and Guess who else is in Mount Pleasant these days? Tradarius Golf. <laughs> Don't remind me. Uh, yeah, you wrote the story on you broke the story, Mo, on Friday at noon. Mm-hmm. And big, I mean that's big news coming down. I think it is, and and you know as Clayton just said over here a second ago. Don't remind me. This one, this one really hits close to home for. Um, Columbia Central fans for a lot of reasons. I mean, you've got a guy who was the first player to be named offensive and defensive most valuable player in the TWSAA state championship football game when he did so in Central's 28-7 to win over Hendersonville for the, the 2010 Class 5A state title i believe it's been accomplished since but no one had accomplished it prior to tradarius doing so um four-year starter at columbia central in fact started every game except the first game of his freshman season um three-year starter at tennessee tech left there as the third leading tackler in school history one easy title i believe Try not to recognize those as an MTSU graduate, but um, at any rate, um, you know, 
obviously a, a decorated career, both at the high school and collegiate level. Comes back to Columbia. He's working as a personal trainer and has had aspirations of getting into the high school football coaching field for some time. And for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out until, you know, Kid Hartsfield comes to town and reaches out to him and they have a conversation. And next thing you know, Trey D is switching over from purple and gold to red and blue. And again, and Clayton, you can speak to this a lot better than I can. This one, um, this one hits hard. Yes. Uh, yes, it does. Uh, and, and like you said in, in the article, and according to Tredarius, they had a 30 minute conversation and, and that's all it took. Uh, you know, it's my understanding that last summer Tredarius had uh, conversations with the folks at Columbia Central. Um, and, and in your article, he mentioned that, you know, he just didn't feel like the opportunity was there for him, especially when it came to coaching and getting some type of supplement um, a- as well. And um, I just find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. I mean, you, you got a guy that you just mentioned all the things that he has done uh, at Columbia Central and in college. How do you not go to the booster club? How do you not go to a booster and say, we have maybe the greatest player to ever come through this high school that wants to come back and coach and have an impact on these kids' lives and get the money. But he needs a little bit of cash. That's it. That's first not, time. Twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred bucks. Three thousand dollars. Whatever. Just whatever. Pay him for his time. Something. I've talked to multiple boosters over the weekend. Have said that they would have signed a check in a second to make that happen. But uh, so there was a breakdown somewhere. Yes. Uh, there. There. There was just no action done. And um, if you saw any of the response on uh, social media this weekend. Um, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered as to how this, and again, this isn't a knock on Mount Pleasant at all. Uh, in fact, this is a great hire on their part. This is a benefit for them and their kids. I think what people hate about the most is they couldn't find a place for them at home. And it really, you know, in my opinion, it, it, it's a, it's a loss for the kids at Columbia central to have him around uh, because he is, a great person uh, and, and someone who's going to bring a lot to the table that has a lot of experience. Um, and it, it, it's, um, it, it's disappointing to say the least. Uh, if you're a Columbia fan, if you're a Mount Pleasant fan, on the other hand, you got to be thrilled. Uh, and uh, you, you got to be thrilled with what Kit Hartsfield's doing down there. And the bad news is this may not be over. There's still more chips to fall down in Mount Pleasant uh, with, with hire. That's just his first hire. That's just that's, yeah. that's Kit's first hire. And if that's your first hire, <laughs> uh-huh. you, you, he, you've he, built. You, I mean, you've kind of set the bar. I was about to say you can either do one. You can go one way or the other. Well, I mean, it's 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 sort of like the phrase we heard at the press conference from Ryan Jackson. You know, this one kind of drew a line in the sand right here. Um, and I just got a message from a uh, central person that said, you know, um, people need to call the school. If you're upset, let let the folks know how you feel. Um, because there are some upset folks. Some very, very upset folks. I don't know. 
I'm not sure exactly what can be done about it, if anything, but, you know, I, I can see where, again, seeing someone who has accomplished what Tredarius has accomplished within that program, who has said, hey, I, I want to get involved in coaching, for him to not have that opportunity at his alma mater, I can see where that would be an irritant for some folks. And so it will be interesting to see, you know, what the response to that is, if any. Especially when you look at the number of non-faculty guys on that staff already. That 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 is, yeah. how do you not move this guy up to the front of the line in some cases? And, you know, these coaching deals are year to year. Um, I just don't see how, I, again, this summer, uh, our buddy upstairs, Coach James Dickinson, was on the staff at Columbia. Before the season started, took a job at Zion. Yeah. There was an open right there for a supplement. You're right. I mean, I mean that, that 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 is true. That is true. I know that for a fact. You, you you said the word interesting, Mo, and I use that word quite a lot because sometimes when I just have no words, mm-hmm. that's the word I use. What's going to be interesting is September 24th mm. when Columbia Central and Mount Pleasant take the field together and Trey D is wearing – Red and blue, not purple and gold. Well, at least that game is at Mount Pleasant. It is at Mount Pleasant. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like he'll be walking back into Lindsey Nelson Stadium wearing red and blue. At least not, at this, least year. not this year. You know, I made the comparison Friday. It would be like Peyton Manning wanting to go to UTK and nothing would be available for him there, so he ends up going to UTC. That's not a knock on Mount Pleasant. I, that's just right. that's just a difference in divi- you know two A five A you know right. it, which makes his offensive and defensive MVP that he won ten years ago even more impressive. He did that at the five A level. Mm-hmm. I could see that maybe at a lower level. He did that at the five A level where you don't see a whole lot of two A players. Yeah, exactly. Especially two uh, A players who are that good. I mean, this is a guy whose jersey, whose number has been retired at Columbia Central High School. One of three players to be so honored. Exactly. One of three. Uh, Think one about. of three players to be honored with having their number retired. Tredarius Goff, Fred Sparkman, who both wore the same number, 30, mm-hmm. and Shaq Mason. So 30 and 54 are the two numbers that have been retired in the history of Columbia Central football. And one of the guys that wore those numbers couldn't get a job on your coaching staff. And think about this. You mentioned the two retired. There's been over 100 teams at Columbia Central. So think this about that. 118 next year? I think it's 109 next year. Okay. I think it is 109. So think yeah. about that. hundred and This would be the 109th team. He he was so good. He was so good. <laughs> And he would have started, if it had been up to me, he would have <laughs> started that spring he'll give his freshman year. But Coach Tom Truchetta, at the time, our defense coordinator, said he didn't want to start him as a true freshman, very first game. But he was in there, like, on the second play, <laughs> second or third just, play. And then it literally ne- it never, never came out. Yeah, he played defensive end the rest of the year. And then he moved to linebacker, and the rest is history. So, um <laughs> A, a great young man. Uh, so Turchetta is one of those guys that wouldn't have voted for Hank Aaron on the first ballot, then, huh? I don't want one to of the nine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, 
just be, just out of just just because well you know, got to keep him humble right you got <laughs> don't give him the big head we're going to play him we're going to play him 87% of the snaps today but he can't start <laughs> and you know i get that i really do because there there are I'm some glad you do. there are some people who you know you're trying to you want to set expectations for the kid you know you don't want to say hey look you know i know you're 14 years old but you got to go out there and you have to produce for us. And sometimes that could be too much for a kid. Now, obviously, it wasn't for Trey, but it can I, I, be. I'm kind of one of those guys that I want to play my best 11. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. He's one of those. I don't, disa- I don't care how old he is. I don't disagree, but you don't want to put – sometimes there are some kids, and, and you, you, know, you know the kids, but you, you, there are some kids who don't need that pressure. At the beginning. Now, Trey, he could handle it. Oh, he could handle it, and he was humble. Uh, the, the kid was, was and he, is. is and it, he's not a kid anymore. He is one of the most humble people you'll ever meet. He's a yes or no sir guy uh, that doesn't talk a lot. And those are the type leaders that really make an impact. Because when you've got people that don't talk a whole lot, when they say something, exactly. it's going to be worth listening to. Exactly. He, he was... And he was a great student. He was a great leader on and off the field. And uh, he's everything that you would want in a high school athlete. And um, like he said in your article, Mo, he's always going to bleed purple and gold. Um, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. And, 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 again, kudos to Mount Pleasant for making this happen. Fantastic hire for them. Oh, oh, it, it, it's incredible. On, it, on so many different levels. And and if they continue to hire some of the folks that I hear they may potentially be hiring, this is just the beginning. No doubt. So we're about a minute away from mm-hmm. the top of the hour break. I uh, did want to mention that, as we said earlier, Summix girls did defeat Brentwood over the weekend and um, number five Brentwood. By at least somewhere around twenty points, eighteen twenty ish. points, yeah, yeah, and depending on who you're listening to, Delaney no with twenty four points, three threes in that win, and nineteen in the second half, and that's a big win, a much needed win for a Summit team that had lost twice to Spring Hill on Wednesday and Friday before that game. Yep. Anyway. All right, so we're going to come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. And when we do, we're going to talk to Chip Walters, as always. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net.
Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Clayton Harris. We're here on Monday. It's three minutes past the 10 o'clock hour and always fun to talk with the voice of the Blue Raiders, the sponsor of the Friday Rundown, and our friend, Mr. Chip Walters. Welcome in, Chip. How are you? Well, it's uh, it, as you said, it's Monday all day long today. All day. Yep. Started early this morning. Hey, when you start out your Monday, you have to go get blood work done for uh, for next week's doctor's appointment. That's not you know getting a needle stuck in you. You know, you know it is what it is. But oh. hey, you guys are, are bringing out the sunshine on a cloudy day. Yep. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, he Chip, must not listen to that last segment. <laughs> Hopefully, Chip, it will go up from there, from from that blood work this morning. Things will get better. Yeah, absolutely. Got a busy day, though. We've got uh, uh, one of the things we're doing this year uh, is is you're very familiar with the uh, the Groundhog Day luncheon for baseball. So uh, that is having to be done virtually this year. So a lot of that is going to get done uh, some, uh, around lunchtime today. So a lot of that's going to be record uh, get uh, recorded some interviews and some things like that. So that that's on the schedule and coaches shows tonight with uh, with uh, with Coach Ensel and Coach McDevitt. So busy day. I'm I'm trying to figure out how you're doing the Groundhog Day luncheon virtually. Are y'all sending bowls of white beans to everybody or what? <laughs> how, is, how is that working? We'll send you a picture of a bowl of white beans and ham hocks, and uh, that would make it virtual. So, uh, the um, the the coaches show this evening is going to be kind of um, two opposite ends of the spectrum, I guess, huh? Well, it is. I mean, Coach Ensel uh, and, and we we do them separate. Each one uh, has an. They, we do an hour uh, with each, and you know, Coach Ensel uh, and the Lady Raiders had. Uh, uh, you know, good weekend uh, up at Bowling Green, and and Tony Stennett uh, put this out, and that Middle was the first women's team to ever beat Western twice on their floor in the same year. But you know, I'm not sure how many opportunities there have right. been for that to happen. But still, I mean, that's. Uh, that's after uh, after Western has had had a you know a, a pretty good run in the series. Middle came back and, and played really well. Uh, the uh, you know had a ten point win on on Friday and came back with a seventeen point win on on Saturday and and uh, had themselves right at the top of things in, in Conference USA. And Ms. Hayes continues to impress. Well, you know, still does. I mean. You know, it'll be interesting to see when the conference player of the week, uh, awards come out. I mean, lately it's been, uh, you know, it's been Anastasia Hayes and on the women's side and Charles Bassey on the men's side. And, and, uh, and we'll talk about the men's side, but Bassey did not do anything 
to make me think he would not get it this week with uh, two double doubles over the weekend. He's he's out. He's really an outstanding player and uh, knows how to play. But uh, but yeah, we can kind of dive into all that. Well, let's dive. I mean, middle plays at home against Western and and can't can't get it done either Friday or Saturday well, night. It was rough. Or, or, Right, yeah, actually Saturday or Sunday. And, and, Saturday uh, or Sunday, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, if they got moved in this week uh, with UAB, the schedule's a little different too. But, you know, Western came in, uh, they were 11-4. and four. They, uh, you know, had, had won against Alabama already. Middle, last week, uh, and, and, I, and I'll say this, Mo, is that, is that uh, both games, uh, I would say Middle played – Outside of the Murray State game, probably the two best games they have played uh, in a month uh, because it was the first time since the week of the Ole Miss game, which was December 16th, it was the first time that they had had enough players at practice to go five on five. It was last week. And then you get to... Uh, Friday, they uh, at Friday's practice, Donovan Sims uh, uh, comes down wrong on a leg, and and he's got uh, some sort of knee injury that uh, that will be uh, that's going to have to have a little surgery this mm-hmm. week, and they'll determine if it's if it's minor and it's only a two to three week deal, or if it's a uh, two to four month deal so that we'll find that out so you get to saturday and you're you're without uh sims Mm -hmm. and then a minute into the game a minute into the game jalen jordan uh has uh a a compound i want to make sure i get this right a compound dislocation of of his uh of uh, of his uh you know, number one finger there. And so, which that means it came through the skin and they were able to get it back in, uh, almost immediately, uh, get, get it back in the socket. But because it did tear the skin, they had to stitch him up and, and due to uh, where it is kind of right there in the crook in that second joint of your finger, uh, which can collect a lot of dirt and other things. They want to hold him out. Because you know, Doctor Jordan said, "Hey, you don't you don't want to get that infected." So basically, you know, you find out uh, on on Saturday morning, uh, two hours before tip off, that Sims is out after being you know having an injury in practice the day before, and then a minute into the game, your second guard, uh, Jalen Jordan's out. So you know, it, it was you know, it was a tough you know tough little pill to swallow but you know the thing was middles uh, i thought middles team absorbed that about as well as they could have jordan davis uh you know had pretty decent days and and other guards you know stepped up to play uh you know you know there both of those games uh on the men's side there was a stretch uh right after the end of the first half where Western went on a 13-0 run in a span of about two and a half minutes. And that took the game from being 
a, a one or two possession game to a five possession game and kind of took you out of it. Same thing happened at a different time of the game on on Sunday, and that's been one of the the things that this you know middle team has has you know had an issue with this year is they will they have found ways to have a two to four minute drought uh, at some point in the ball game, and you know. Some against the you know some teams you can withstand that Western is good enough with uh, their lineup with you know they're they're just they're really just solid at every position. It's going to be hard to to withstand that uh, against them, especially uh, I mean, when you shoot twenty nine percent on yeah, Sunday. That's that's right. Jeez. I mean, and and the thing is, you I mean you were right in it, uh, and, uh, and and Western had a little run about ten minutes to play. That pushed it out. Uh, looking here at my my running score from yesterday, uh, it was uh, with okay with about four and a half minutes to play. It was fifty five fifty one. So uh, so down four. on Sunday on Sunday down four with four and a half minutes to play. Western ends the game on a thirteen to one run, mm. uh, and 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 Middle did not score in the last two and a half minutes. On on Saturday, it was right after halftime at the sixteen fifty one mark. It was forty two thirty six, and Western went on a thirteen zero run. And uh, and you know those are just kind of blows that you know. Right now, this middle team does not have the firepower to overcome that, and um, and and and, you, and again, you're you're without a couple of guards, and uh, and 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 you're trying to ration minutes to make sure you get through the weekend. So, you know, uh, Coach McDevitt was not uh, after the game. He was, you know, uh, obviously not happy that you lose two games, but he said he was not unhappy with the way they played the games, uh, you know, outside of, you know, there's, there's a difference in playing and, sh- and scoring and, and, and that's, they, they, they ran into scoring issues, but thought they played pretty well. And, and, uh, and, and Bassey did, did his thing and, and, uh, and, and nobody else went, went crazy and, and had, had, you know, just huge days, but, uh, you know, just a it was you know tough weekend against a really really good team, and it does not get any easier now no, as doesn't. you turn around and have to play UAB in a home and home. You've got them at home Thursday night at eight o'clock, and then turn around and go to Birmingham on Sunday for an afternoon game, and that's it's the only team that you play home and home because they're your travel partner. And uh, you know, Andy has done a really good job and brought in a couple of. Real key transfers. He brought in a point guard from from uh, Louisiana Monroe that uh, has 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 played really well, and then a a, a very good center, a seven footer who's from Birmingham, but transferred in from from uh, uh, from Clemson. And uh, you know they've only lost twice, once in the league. So you know they've actually been better in the league than Western has to this point. Chip, I got to get back to this. Was it Jalen Jordan? Yeah. I got to get back to this, this compound dislocation. This what type of impact does it take for that type injury to occur? Well, I mean, 
I think he, you know, was – and I can't remember whether he was on offense or defense, but it was enough to where, you know, look at your left hand, your pointer finger, mm-hmm. and, wh- and whether he, you know, made contact with somebody or with the ball, but that second joint down got bent the wrong way. Obviously. And, and it popped that, that cartilage – uh, up through the skin. Through the skin. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, uh, that hurts and again, like, about. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah enjoy your breakfast. Yeah. Uh, right. The, but, uh, you know, the, yeah, that, but, and, and the thing was, the, who were the two guards that played the best last weekend at Southern Miss? <laughs> Sims and Jordan, huh? Yeah, yeah, Sims and Jordan, and uh, you know, and this week, you know, you, you, those two guys go out, and really, you you, you lose them uh, within a span of just a couple of hours of each other. But you know, Eli Lawrence, you know, immediately got moved into the the starting lineup. He he and Jordan Davis on on uh, Saturday, they combined for twenty six between the two of them, and Eli, uh, you know, he had three threes. Uh, Jace Johnson. Jace Johnson played the best two games back to back that he has played uh, since two seasons ago, and he just you know basically came out of COVID protocol uh, about ten days ago, and and uh, matter of fact was at a point he did, he was not able to play uh, at Southern Miss, but came back really played well, hit three threes on Saturday. And it was the first three that he had hit all year, and uh, came back and had one yesterday, and and so he had four threes for the weekend. But he and you know he and Eli stepped up when when the other two went away. So it's crazy. I mean, uh, you know how, how how that works. But next man up, and and both of them answered the bell. So the men play at home Thursday against UAB. They travel to Birmingham on Sunday. So is it safe to assume that the women travel to Birmingham on Thursday and are at home Sunday? Oh, no. It's not quite that easy. <laughs> uh, uh, Never that easy. That see, makes too much sense. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, I think the I think it's Thursday and Saturday for the women. Let me just look as I'm checking here. Thursday will be in Birmingham uh, at 6 and uh, Saturday at four in Murfreesboro in the Glass House. In the Glass House, that's correct. All right, shifting but, gears uh, just a second, Chip. Um, yep. If you're an MTSU football fan, then I guess you are a Tampa Bay fan heading into the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, given the presence of former Blue Raider linebacker Mike Caldwell and we can be friends this week and, and and former former MTSU assistant Casey Rogers on that Buccaneers coaching staff not so fast my friend <laughs> okay the, the you, Kansas City Chiefs have former Blue Raiders Darius Harris and Charvarius Ward Charvarius Ward who dropped an interception by the way yesterday yes he did yeah so okay that's fair Okay. Well, hey, I I was I, I'm glad you reminded me of Mr. Harris and Ward. I saw I actually saw that game, but 
I needed a reason to not have to root for Tampa Bay, to be honest, because I didn't want to anyway. But I certainly well, we won't be friends this week. But I certainly want to recognize um, Mike Caldwell and Casey Rogers on that staff that's um, done such a good uh, done such a good job defensively. Yeah, they have, and uh, it uh, it really proud for them, and and also a, 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 name, a local name, uh, Rick Christofel, who. Uh, you know, played uh, at Austin P. Was a coach at Austin P. Uh, was an assistant at Vandy. With uh, he and Watson, you know, were 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 very, uh, you know, tied to each other. Mm-hmm. So you know, I wish you know congratulations to him. But uh, you know, those those two guys really wish them all the best of luck. And you know, those two uh, for you know Darius and Charvarius chance to get a second Super Bowl ring and. Uh, so it could be also, uh, speaking of football, could be a big week, uh, uh, as far as on the coaching front. Uh, I would say there's probably a pretty good chance, uh, we'll find out who the new offensive coordinator is going to be, uh, this week. But Middle has been fairly active as well, uh, in the transfer portal, according to 24-7 Sports, at least. Uh, I think, did we talk about Bailey Hockman, the NC State quarterback last we did. week? We did. Yeah. Are there okay, we, we talked about him and, and the and the lineman from Georgia, right? That was Notori Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Line, mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, defensive. Well, there's been a little more activity. Another offensive lineman from Arizona, uh, Jamari Williams, 6'4", 275, uh, eligible immediately, uh, is uh, uh, apparently – has uh, in the, as far as the transfer portal, Yusuf Ali, who had would tra- put his name in the transfer portal to leave, has now portaled himself back to Murfreesboro, and uh, and that's that's good news. Yusuf had a really good year last year, and and uh, it could have been the news of uh, you know who the new wide receiver coach is. That was with uh, Brett Stocksell. That could have had something to do with that. Uh, the other is. Let's see. There was another wide receiver in there somewhere, but uh, anyway, so there, you know, a little some more uh, interesting names there, and uh, so that so it looks like some good news on the on the football front. News from the portal. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I, that that portal must be getting pretty crowded. Maybe that's why Mister Ali wound up coming back from it. Because um... uh, you know, I think there there may be a lot of guys who may be doing some second guessing and uh and and monday morning quarterbacking after that because uh you know uh, you know all, what i hear is that there are you know uh, you know more more folks there mm-hmm. and uh and 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 as and as far as spots uh you know how many spots are there going to be for folks to land the grass isn't always greener i mean you know like like you said, there's not all there's not going to be room for every transfer to land somewhere, especially with a scholarship. So, um, you got to be careful and you got to be flexible. I would think, and and don't burn bridges. That's correct. Yep, that's that's always good advice yeah. for sure. So, um, all right. Well, the Blue Raider men. Thursday at home against Alabama Birmingham or UAB. They will tell you it's UAB and they will be angry about it if you don't call them that. Hey, Chip, I will I will say this. I want you to be aware. UAB has a player on their team who's 
from Norway, and his name is spelled Tobias, but it is Tobias. So make sure it's, well, I, I, it's Tobias. I actually I typed his name last night, and uh, so I, I appreciate the update. Because <laughs> I don't know if he'll even play, but I'm just saying. He's a freshman, I think, so <laughs> I'm just giving you that information, so, you know, it is what it is. But, we, yeah. we try to be a service. We try to help when we can. That, uh, that, that's always good. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, Chip, thanks so much for joining us today. Chip Walters brought to you each week by the loss of Blake Kelly. Blake Kelly, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, or you can give him a call at 615-305-4539. Nailed it. Didn't even have to look it up this time. It's only taking it's only taking us three months, Chip. But I've got the I've got the phone number down. We, <laughs> All right, good we deal. We appreciate your time, man. All right, see you, boys. All right, Chip Walters. As always on Monday, dropping the MTSU knowledge. We'll be back. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call High School Sports here when we can. This morning, as Clayton Harris just told us off the air, the Vol plane tracker and Vol Twitter is all over it. You, you know things are starting to get back to normal when people are tracking the university tracking airplanes. Yep. I, I figure Zoom had taken plane trackers out of out of apparently the mix, not, but. Clearly not. I look. All I know is Danny White is a legend, and for me, it's because I think the man is out here running Old Red. You know, <laughs> I was headed north to Tennessee while Old Red was headed south. I think I, I'm legit. I think this man is sending planes all over the country, and you don't know where he's at. This is. Which one he's in? This has been it's a shell game, huh? Like, it, like it, uh, well, I was going to say LP Field, but like up at Nissan Stadium with the little shell game they have in between quarters. That, you know, he may be in this plane, he may be in that plane. The man may be in a submarine, for all I know. Well, the name you heard all weekend was Tony Elliott. 
which would and and do, here's what I was here's what I've read and heard this morning is that people close enough to the situation say Tony Elliott and Danny White have not spoken. Period. And, well, and and here's the thing that that should encourage you because you just got rid of a first-time head coach who came from the coordinator position at a major program. Why would you take that same route again? Well, it's not exactly the same route. Because okay, he's an offensive of coordinator instead exactly. of a defense coordinator. Exactly. Okay, and that would have meant, well, you know, maybe maybe that helps you avoid the quarterback Look, we need to, we got to score have, points, but, man. Yeah. We got to score points. Period. That's uh, defense. I get it. It wins championships. Whatever. We got to score points. We I, can't score points. I just think if I'm a UT fan, I don't want another assistant. I, I don't want another coordinator. I, I agree. With I you. want a head yeah. coach. I understand that. I don't know that they can get one. Well, but the, that's neither here nor there. Well, the they part- can get one. But here's what I'm telling you. I don't care. Danny White has my trust. The man has made zero bad hires to this point. At Buffalo and at Central I Florida. don't care. I mean, he's shown that he can make a good hire. I, he's, and, he, and I guess that's why you brought him there. He has my trust until he gives me a reason not to. Well, the, the Parker search group, their finalists were P.J. Fleck, Tony Elliott, and I think there was one more. For this job? For this job. Fleck Elliott and there you don't one I cannot remember who the it's third the was. guy from Iowa State Matt Campbell yeah Matt Campbell Matt Campbell's not coming no I you don't leave a top ten program in the Big Twelve to come to Tennessee and try to figure that out no, well I mean the thing now 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 the thing is it is Ames Iowa have you been I understand I have it's bad but I like but, rowing the boat but he's on not the, uh, I, I like of, I like rowing the boat rowing the boat on the banks of the Tennessee River I, I like rowing the boat I don't think that's a bad call at all. I don't know. I don't know that he's coming this close to signing day. He, well, may, he may have to watch out for the Exxon Valdez that, that right? Fulmer just crashed into the banks. But, yeah. So, the tracker this morning has a Tennessee plane. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the, uh, the pilot plane or what kind of plane <laughs> the, it is. The, the shell plane? I don't, I don't know what plane it is, but... How many planes are they tracking? Uh, one particularly anyway it's in charlotte this morning or it was now you said you had two options yes who are they will healy all right who's the head coach at unc charlotte that makes sense who's from the state of tennessee and head coach apsu all that mm-hmm. from eastern tennessee from chattanooga so the, the other joe brady which is the offensive coordinator at uh carolina panthers and former LSU offensive coordinator thought to be a head coaching candidate in the NFL this year. Uh, I think that's a little premature. He's only well, 32, I think. Well, and I think with them down to one spot, I don't think he's going to win the round of Would you take that offensive coordinator? I don't know. I, I, just think, I just think that situation at Tennessee needs an experienced head coach. Mark Rick. There, I think there's too much going on up there for somebody to be making their first head coaching debut in the midst of everything that's going on at UT, not just on the field. All right. So, 
you're not too far if you're playing this game. You know, a lot of people think you're going after Healy anyway. You're not too far from Durham, North Carolina, where JP says David Cliff is an option. I just don't think he wants to get into that. I don't think he does either. And and I, I try to I tried to tell JP that, but he didn't want to hear it. The man's uh, had health issues. <laughs> well, I mean and and JP's thought is, you know, he can come back to UT, he can rescue this thing, or he can get it on solid ground and he can retire hero. He's gonna retire hero at Duke. Absolutely. But again, where do you want to be a hero? And do you really want to tap back into Well, the- here's the thing. What if you don't retire hero at Tennessee? What if you come back to Tennessee and the whatever it is is so bad that even Cutcliffe can't straighten it out? Then what? Well, and if you bring him back, you're bringing Fulmer back in the mix. But he's the – he is our Matt Luke. Cutcliffe? Yeah. He doesn't need to be a head coach again. Doesn't want to be a head coach again. He can guide us through this position. This is the this is the thought process. Is what mm-hmm. I'm telling you. He can guide Tennessee through whatever NCAA sanctions are coming. We appreciate your service, Coach Cutcliffe. You've been nothing but a Tennessee man from day one, and we appreciate everything you gave us. All right, we're not mad at you for going four and eight over the last two years or whatever because you had to deal with all this crap and you came back to help us through the time in the time we needed you the most you are and were our guy okay that's the thought process now now let's look at it from david cutcliffe's side for just a second why, why does he want do to do that I, again i'm just telling you at his age he doesn't need that. No. He, he wouldn't want that. I, now, I, I wouldn't want it for him. There there has been some rumor over the weekend in Knoxville, though, uh, listening to some post-game shows after ball basketball. <laughs> Not going to get into who, but this... Oh, is Rick Barnes going to come coach basketball? No, no. Oh. They, 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 they got into the football stuff, and apparently this host has screenshots of Lane Kiffin reaching out to two prominent Tennessee boosters lobbying to put his name in the mix. That can't be true. I mean, it can be true. But, geez, you know, it, Ole Miss knows. If he cheated on the last one, he'd cheat on you too. What is it Dr. Phil says? If he'll do it to you, he'll do it with you? Or if exactly. He does, if, he do, if he'll do it with, with you, he'll you, do, do it to you. you. Exactly. Yeah, there we go. But if yeah. you're P.J. Flack, would you even want to leave Minnesota for this job? Yes. You think yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. That that's a no brainer there, I think. And and that might be the, the that might be the safe the safe school, as kids call it, when they're applying. But um I think Lane is fascinating. And and I, if I'm old miss I might be a little concerned, really. I mean, Knoxville, Oxford, mm. East, West. <laughs> I, I like I like the Rick option myself. If he's willing, to he's my guy. I like I the Rick option from the again from the NCAA from that angle stability. If, if, you, if you're going to have some issues of rules violations 
there's not many better to put out front than that guy. So, and again, he develops quarterbacks, and one of UT's biggest problems over the last five years or so has been the quarterback position. So there you go. It is. I don't know. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine Danny White has any any idea, or or anybody has any idea what Danny White's thinking. <laughs> I think that's absolutely accurate, and I'm okay with that because, like he said, like I told you earlier, you know, if you already had a list, why'd you hire me? You th- you think we'll have an answer this week? Absolutely. Oh, we'll have an answer. We may have an answer today. That's kind of what I'm thinking. There may be an there may be an answer today. Was it you that somebody said they may have a coach from this AD as quickly as they had this AD? And that was quick. Yeah, I mean, everything came down on Monday and White was announced on Thursday. Is that right? Yeah. Was it Thursday? I'm going to give you my fifth name. Come on. If you want it. Give it. He's in Charlotte. Your fifth name. Yeah, I told you there were five names in Charlotte. Okay, you said Healy. You said Brady. You said Cutcliffe. Who's your fourth name? Oh, Crowley. No, was the other option. Who? Um, what's his name? Uh, the offensive coordinator at Duke. Oh, I don't know who the offensive coordinator at Duke is. Uh, he's... The fact that you're having to look up his name, I think heads would explode off shoulders if they hired him. Um, The offensive coordinator at Duke. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if that was who it was. Anyway... There was a fourth name, and I can't think of it right off the top of my head now. Anyway, the fifth name mm-hmm. is would absolutely be the 100% home run hire of the century. Nobody in America would be able to ever say anything bad about Danny White if he came back with Matt Rule. I, 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 hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I, just, I was just thinking about that. If, if there was one person that could go in and fix a very messed up situation... It would be him. He proved it before. <laughs> but the, most fallen out of his chair. The, the, but I mean, he would have to be just so unhappy with the NFL in one season. Almost kind of be like Saban. Let, there are. What did friend of the <laughs> What did friend of the show Teresa Walker tweet over the weekend? NFL coaches don't tell owners they're leaving. NFL owners tell NFL coaches they're leaving. Now. Nick Saban is 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 off on its own thing because mm. Terry Saban exists. That's correct. I don't and, know if and Rita Rodriguez. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> Thank you, Rita. <laughs> we love Rita. We, yes, we do. <laughs> we love, we Rita. love Rita. How, How about, about you? you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, but there are very few, and you, you know that I can't think of. Maybe outside of Saban, did Petrino? Petrino left on his own because oh. he, left, he left. He left notes in the Falcons' lockers. But I think he was I on his way out. I think you can compare Nick Saban leaving and Bobby Petrino leaving. I don't think you can compare Bobby Petrino leaving to anybody. I think. Well, he when he leaves, he leaves. He he don't he don't make any. Uh, there's no confusion. He over doesn't whether. do anything halfway. <laughs> When Bobby Petrino leaves, by God, Bobby Petrino leaves. leaves. Right. <laughs> be it on a motorcycle or otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or off a motorcycle. <laughs> or 
in a ditch. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, if, With Re- a college if, student. if Rita Rodriguez, though, didn't like Tuscaloosa, she's surely not going to like Monroe, Louisiana. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Can you believe that? Jeez. Talking about how people are just fall. Maybe she's a big fan of uh, Duck. Was it Duck, Duck Dynasty? Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. I hang out with Jace for a while. I'm just Monroe is so bad you can't even fly into Monroe. You have to fly to Ruston and drive over. <laughs> they used to. Have, this is a true story. When we were going to Shreveport back in the, uh, I guess it was the last season of uh, the the uh, Tennessee Valley Vipers were were playing in Shreveport, and there was a, a Shreveport Bossier City. Yeah, there yeah. was a there was a uh, billboard that had the final score of the Louisiana Monroe Alabama game on it, and they left it up all year long. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. There used to be a great seafood restaurant down there right off campus. It closed, I'm told. Oh, man. I'm very disappointed. Uh, but, yeah, they because anybody in Louisiana that beat Saban at that point, they were sure. they were loving it. Sure. So, yeah. Everybody was loving it, yeah. But. Anyway, I, I just thought that. But, yeah, as far as this coaching search is concerned, expect an answer within the next two or three days, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has any idea where he's going. I don't think it's going to be Matt Rule, but I no, think that it's would not. Be, it would be the higher of, of the century. Oh, you're right. You are if right. If he pulled that off, absolutely. Even more so than Saban, maybe, because Saban, even though Saban was there for two years, I, I, there's a the Terry issue, and we all knew Terry liked the college thing more because she liked the kids and the and the charities and all that kind of stuff. I don't think. I don't know. It's complete. It would be a very similar hire, but after one year, I can't expect that Rule would want to leave. You don't leave the NFL after one year when your best player was mm. sidelined for most of the year. Aren't they same in the same division as Tampa though? Yes, and the Falcons who just upgraded and hired a new head coach. And oh yeah, the Saints and the Saints. Well, we don't know what the Saints are going to be, but. Anyway, we will talk about the Saints and other potential um, quarterback landing spots on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back in. 13 minutes to the top of the hour. Before we get to the NFL, real quick, I want to talk about uh, the big win yesterday over in TBA. 
Thompson Bowling Arena as the number 25 Tennessee Lady Vols just destroy Kentucky in the third quarter, 22 to 9, outscoring the the Lady Wildcats en route to a 70 to 53 win over the number 12 ranked Lady Cats. Renaya Davis, 15 points, 20 boards. And this coming off of a tough, tough loss. Yeah. Um, 67-61 to UConn on Thursday night. Correct. At TBA. And let's just let's just go ahead and get it out there because I know what I know what you're thinking. What am I thinking? You're thinking about how one particular player for Kentucky um, got out of Ryan Howard would look state. awfully good in orange and white. That's all I'm saying. She didn't look very good in blue and white. Not, okay, you know she didn't look very good yesterday. So let's just call her a bust and be done. She's just a she's just an All American, you know. I I just remember a time when a player of her stature, having played high school ball at Bradley Central in Cleveland, wouldn't have gotten out of the state. Would not have. Would have barely gotten. Wouldn't have got out of the same area code. Area code. Yep. Okay, but here's my problem with Ryan Howard. Quote: I'll never lose to Tennessee. End quote. So you know what, Ryan Howard? Guess what? You just lost to Tennessee. You just lost to well, Tennessee. See, I, I didn't realize that that had been said. When did she say that? She after the SEC tournament last year. Last year. Well, you know, if you knew she said that, I'm pretty Kelly sure Harper Kelly Harper did. knew she said it. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I'm telling you, like you said, you when you replied to to Teresa Walker over the weekend on Twitter, the fact that. They played UConn the way they did. The confidence builder Mm -hmm. that that gave them is going to propel them in SEC play. Well, I mean, they had lost. That was their third straight loss. Is that right? Because they they had lost to Georgia after leading by 15 at the half, I think. Um, It was not their third straight because they lost to open the season. They had lost to Georgia, uh, beat Alabama, then lost to UConn. Okay. So they had lost two of their last three. Yes. Okay. All right. But, um, again, the way they played in that UConn game, they put themselves in position to win that ball game. They did had a couple but. of defensive lapses late. But they did They did everything but win that ball game. And that's still Connecticut. And I think this team grew up a lot this week. And, and I think they kind of gained the fruits of that maturity with this convincing victory Sunday at home against Kentucky. And and hopefully they can continue to build on this week going forward because um, I think Lady Vol fans need to see that out of this team in its second season under Kelly Harper. Absolutely. And Lady Vols are carrying, carrying Tennessee athletics right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like it should be. Men's hoops. They're terrible. Not so good at this moment, and I don't know They're why. terrible. Something, something's wrong. It, not playing anywhere near the – I don't know what it – Well, Fulkerson not playing at a, at the level he played at last year has really hurt. Okay, now here's the question there. 
Which Fulkerson, will the real John Fulkerson please stand up? I wish because, he would. I mean, was last year's John Fulkerson the, the anomaly. real? I, I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. That last year was the the exception. And maybe, you know, they say water finds its level. I wonder if Fulkerson is coming back to, you know, his his deal with the devil wore off or something. I don't know. Maybe this is closer to the real John Fulkerson than what we saw last year. I, you're probably right. And I'd hate to think that. They've, they've been getting beat physically in conference play. They've, they've Well, besides Ponds, they don't really have a presence right. along those lines, particularly in the paint. And, you know, for everybody that said, just wait till those young kids get here. Well, those young kids are there, but they are young. Now, Jaden Springer didn't play yesterday or Saturday. And they've got to have Pons. Pons is, he's the catalyst for this team. He oh, is yeah. the guy. So. Well, he is the physical, I mean, he's the freak of that team, you know. And he he fills so many voids, you know, takes up for a lot of shortcomings. And yeah. if they don't have him, then they are pretty ordinary. No doubt. Thank you, Lady Vols, for bringing oh. us back. I, where did you find that? Because I don't see that. It was sent to me. It's from the twenty four seven, the Go Vols twenty four seven Twitter account page. Uh, it's not on their It's not on their account. I wonder page. if that's a fake. That's a fake. What you got? It's got over five thousand nine hundred and fifty followers. Uh, we had someone send in to our phones that breaking Lane Kiffin is coming back. Okay, right. that's 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 go Vols with two L's. One L. Huh. It's it's not on Go Vols Twitter. I'm just telling you, I'm looking at Go Vols Twitter. It's not on here. Um that's probably G that that's a V that's a V O capital I S is what that is. Mm. I tell you, the, just the response, the replies to this is hilarious. It, that's not. I, it, I'm just telling you, that's 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 not real. Um, yeah, it's go voice twenty four seven v o i v o i s v o i s. Vol fans obviously did not listen to the Danny White press conference about Twitter interaction. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> This is next level trolling. Anyway, it, it, it's 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 quite impressive. All right. Speaking of coaching and blunders, if Lane Kiffin were to come to, <laughs> to <laughs> I don't know if it'd be a blunder or not. It'd be wild. But anyway, in the opening round of the playoffs, the Tennessee Titans punted from their own, or no, from the the Baltimore forty four ish, and basically gave up. It was a surrender score of of high the highest of high yesterday with tom brady on the opposing sideline the green bay packers with tom brady on the opposing sideline with two minutes and five seconds left opted to kick a field goal down by eight which one is the bigger blunder the field goal because it's never been done before. I saw the Next Gen Sports 
statistic that in that situation, there has never been a field goal attempted. You have the best red zone offense in NFL history. Right. You have Aaron Rodgers, who you believe to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, potentially. Um, <clears throat> and you got to have a touchdown either way. My question. Score the touchdown. Here, here's my question. Why, why didn't Aaron Rodgers go and score the touchdown right there? I think he could have run the ball right oh, there. Oh, he definitely could have run the ball in. And, and that gets LaFleur off the hook. Because here's the thing. If you, if, if you don't score, they're backed up. You know, there's – it is what it is. They're backed up in their own, you know, deep in their own territory. You get stop, whatever. But you still have to have a touchdown either way. You've got to score a touchdown. Why are you? It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I agree with you that that would be the bigger blunder. I mean, this yeah. is the same guy who wasn't the biggest fan of Derrick Henry's uh, as his, you know, during his time as the offense coordinator for the Titans too. There's that. Hmm. You know, so. We saw how, how that's worked out for him. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm hearing some quarterback news. I'm hearing that uh, one we 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 know for sure that Matt Stafford is out in Detroit. They're they're looking to to move him. They've amicably decided to part ways, and Matt Stafford deserves that opportunity. Um, <clears throat> Matt Ryan could be out in Atlanta, potentially. Deshaun Watson said that he likes the New York Jets. Huh? That's what he said. It's, and somewhere uh, Sam Darnold is going, Jeez. Wow. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we already have a quarterback, said Sam Darnold. <laughs> yes. How he is I and I am him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Matt Ryan's out. Atlanta's the place to go. That's right. I think so. I, again, I, I've said throughout this coaching search process in the NFL, I think the Atlanta Falcons, as currently constructed, are the closest to playoff ready of any of the teams. But that they were still don't need a quarterback. Coaches. No, they don't really <laughs> they don't need, need a quarterback. quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. Here's okay. So here's the thing. I don't I, think. I don't think. I don't think Matt Ryan moves. I, I don't either. All right. Of the of the spots, where would you put – who would you put in New Orleans, Indianapolis, and Denver? Because one of those three have got to go to Denver, right? Stafford specifically, I think, ends up in Denver. That's kind of what I think. I can see Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. I don't see Matt Ryan leaving Atlanta. Okay. What about New Orleans? You – could Deshaun Watson, could Deshaun Watson yeah. go to New Orleans and be and be in Sean in Sean Payton's offense? Boy, howdy! Oh. He wouldn't have to rotate quarterbacks in because Deshaun because he Watson could do everything could with one exactly. guy. Huh? Exactly, exactly. So, mm. I think I think that would be really that would be the play right there is send mm. Stafford to Denver, Deshaun to New Orleans, and get him out of my AFC's house. <laughs> I think Carolina's in the market for Matt Stafford too. By the way, I. I don't think they're sold on Bridgewater as, as people may think they are. So I don't know. Anyway, tell us what you think on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. 
Uh, you can find us there. Find us on sm-tnsports.com. Mo Patton underscore sports. Chris Yow 14. Those are Twitter handles as well. We appreciate you guys listening. Find us on the podcast wherever you get your podcast. sm-tnsports today. We appreciate it. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Have a great day.